You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hi, everybody. I just blew out the speakers on my computer. Welcome to Rounding the Bases. This is episode 34, a very special episode because it's the one after 33. Thanks for joining us. I'm uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Robbie. It is a special episode. 34. 34 is a great number. It's a great age. Oh. Because I'm 34. Mm. Well done, sir. You still have some form of youth. And I commend you. Doesn't feel like it. But no. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. How the freaking heck are you, dude? Oh, man. I am tired. Let me tell you. I have uh, been working overtime. Yeah. Uh, at the bar and uh having a lot of time with the kiddo in the morning so going to bed late waking up early so i am i am a dead man yeah how the hell are you you? oh god oh geez uh i'm good i guess just tired always uh i've been um to add to my my collection of tools because i seem to have some type of new power tool uh, every week it seems i now have a random orbital sander and i was sanding uh table table desks um table desks. The freak are those uh, little tables i was sanding tables basically. little tables little tables because uh, they need to be they have a bunch of scratches we got them on uh on facebook marketplace like nice nice tables solid wood for 10 and 15 each and uh they just need a little little love if you will so i'm sanding the heck out of them uh, and we're gonna stain them and now is this a project that you picked up you're staining and sanding tables for little people and they're delivering it to you and you go hey i've got a sander let me do this for your community my life is very much like willy wonka it's not. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I've been doing today. And uh, tomorrow I'm busting out the table saw once again. And finally I'm getting my uh, – I bought some blinds because in my my dining room – Going to cut up some blinds with your table saw? Yeah, you got to uh, with some – I forgot what they're called. Trim it, trim it home blinds, something like that. Uh, they don't – my, my uh, freaking – windows are 33 inches they don't sell 33 inch blinds typically so you can get 34 or 32 if you get 34 you just cut uh, an inch off and put them in there so that's what i'm doing anyway i'm, I'm talking about a uh, home improvement stuff which so is like all a, i do anymore aside from watch a child and like go to a, work like a blind circumcision yeah it's basically Rabbi it's roughly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh <laughs> I got nothing witty on that. That's basically what it is. It's <laughs> exactly uh, how I view it, too. How was uh, how was your Sunday? Did you do anything today? Did you watch a lot of football? Uh, you know, I didn't. I I watched a little bit of the Chargers. Uh, who'd they play? Bengals. good game for a that while. Like, Chargers Bengals. Yeah, that was the game I watched. Yeah, I watched some of that. It was it was really good to see Herbert looking freaking fantastic again. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Joe Burrow, well, Joe Burrow threw some bad picks. Uh or at yeah. least one bad pick I saw, but he also uh, was he, dealt with like a little bit of a pinky injury as well. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. He both of them though, 
had some i mean this the, right there if you were watching that game i feel like the future is in pretty good hands no pun intended because these guys some of the throws they were making were just it was just it's art sometimes sometimes you can get some quarterbacks out there like i don't remember who it was if it was herbert or um joe burrow but through this perfect I think it was like a 20 yard pass right over the shoulder on the, like right at the sideline to, uh, I don't remember which receiver, but he, I mean, it was so perfect and he caught it right out of bounds or not right out of bounds, but right at the sideline to stay in bounds. It was just such a beautiful, I mean, these, these guys are great. It was a good matchup. Joe Burrow though, did not look, I don't know. I mean, I guess if he has that pinky injury, I could explain something, but both of those guys, but you know what, for Justin Herbert, it was really good to see him because he struggled over the past couple of games. And I'm not even a Charger fan, but I'm a I'm a fan of that guy. He's he's fun to watch. I think, you know, there's always like comparisons to older quarterbacks. And I've heard like, you know, a lot of people compare other quarterbacks to Brett Favre. And I would it's usually proves itself to be inaccurate. I think uh, I think Herbert is actually probably the closest thing I've seen to Brett Favre. But he's like a big Favre. He is a big Favre. (laughs) He's a big old Favre. (laughs) But he's just got like that kind of recklessness, but he's also got like a 99 mile per hour fastball that he just zooms in. Um, He's just kind of like some days or yeah, some weeks he's amazing. He looks like the best quarterback in the league. And some weeks it's like, holy crap, what the hell were you thinking? And And I feel like that was Brett Favre. Did you see, uh, was it, oh, did you see, uh, I'm not sure if the play was upheld, but that uh, Austin Eckler, who I love because he's on one of my main fantasy teams and he's been a beast this year, but his fumble and one of the, uh, the, um, the Bengal players picked it up. And then did you see Herbert tackle that dude? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. He, wow. Yeah. That's a big farve right there. That's a big farve. Wow, that's a big five. Wow. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Right in the A-hole. That's mad. Uh, Describing gaps in football. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, I was saying I was watching football, but I also wanted to bring up the discussion of documentaries because I watched, I've watched a few over the last couple of weeks. Of course, I watched uh, the Get Back, the uh, Beatles oh, documentary yeah. that's on Disney+. Plus. You have you have not seen it? No, I'm I'm very much planning on it though. It's it's very good. Okay. Uh, Brendan, have you uh, seen it? I don't know. Can we? Get I have on the not line? seen it. Uh, Matt, Brandon, I talk- you're not you're not that big a Beatles fan though, right? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't when I was a kid. I became more of a Beatles fan uh, when I started playing when Rock Band Beatles came out. Actually, oh, uh, because you you start to be able to see how much harmony they put in all the musicianship along with it. And uh, you also realize, oh, they did had such an amazing discography and so many good songs that, you know, it's hard not to, if not be a fan, at least be able to respect them and and the artistry that they have. Mad appreciation. I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast and he like, he kind of made a good point. It's like, you know, it's rare that you get a genius like uh, in the music industry, that's like in a band, but like in the case of the Beatles, yeah. you Four. get two. Well, they said two because oh. it's it's kind of funny because when you watch it, it's very clear that um, 
how talented and the geniuses are that uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney are. And sure. it's very like you can tell throughout it like that um, George Harrison almost kind of has like middle child syndrome throughout it. He just doesn't feel like his artist's expression is being um, expressed uh, to say. And but uh, Ringo is like Ringo just goes along with everything. Like he always it seems he, like it. it well, he, he also just seems enamored too with like Paul and John. He just knows how lucky he is to be in this band. He Whereas, wasn't, he wasn't the original drummer, right? He was not. No. Yeah. Pete Best is the original drummer. Is that right? Yeah. Who? Keith Best? Pete Best. Pete Best? Yeah. yeah. But the documentary just explores, um, it's like a nine hour document. It's basically broken up into three parts. Um, and it just explores them coming up with their last album. And it's just very cool to see, like, there's a moment where the song Get Back, um, it's probably like the highlight of the documentary. A lot of people are talking about that part specifically, just how Paul McCartney is just fiddling around with the guitar. He's just trying to come up with something and he just finds the rhythm, the guitar rhythm for that part. Oh, and he cool. just, he just finds the, the vocal uh, melody for it. It's really, really cool. Yeah. documentary. And there's this really, really cool part where um, Billy Preston comes in, the keyboardist. Um, and he's like, they almost like put him in the band. They almost like adopt him as the fifth Beatle in the band. It's really, uh, really cool doc. That, but then, oh no, go ahead, Brendan. Oh, I just say the, that, that scene that you're talking about with, uh, with McCartney coming up with get back and, and George and Ringo are both watching and, yeah. and the scene is kind of edited a little bit at first, George and Ringo look kind of bored and eventually Ringo comes in and he starts doing like a little clapping thing. And then, yeah. jo- then George comes in with a little bit of a riff. And meanwhile, Paul, eventually it starts going into the get back, he, adopting the lyrics. That So I saw, I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen that on Twitter because a lot of people are posting that. Yeah. Just in, in awe about the the genius of, of coming up with the songwriting. And, yeah. and, and I... I and I, I like see him come up with a let it be as well. It's mm. it's really cool. I haven't seen almost... that, I haven't seen that that clip. But what yeah. I, what I, what's really cool about it is I I am not I am not a musician. Well, I, I I'm a musician, but I'm not a famous or a genius musician in any way, shape or form. But I, I think you could talk to a lot of people and like that is that is a wonderful insight into the creative process with collaboration and, and how things are created. Uh, mm-hmm. where nobody may have known that get back would be such a hit song later on down the road, but just seeing how it's built piece by piece, bit by bit with all these different layers, uh, I think is really cool. So I do want to, I do want to check it out. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of funny. Cause like the rumor with that song, get back, it was like supposed to be like a dig at John Lennon. Like Paul McCartney wrote that song as a dig at John Lennon. It's like you could clearly see in the documentary, like, no, not at all. <laughs> like he's literally no. like just like finding names like Jojo and like he's like, Oh, I'd like to name Jojo uh let's say he's going to Arizona. Okay, like it has nothing to <laughs> so do with so John it's Lennon. Totally just random stuff. Like there's no there's nothing behind all of the places and things. They just literally, like, for that album, they kind of just locked themselves in... I mean, it was basically two different studios just to make an album with, like, kind of no... They didn't really bring much with them. They just, like, kind of just locked them. Yeah, they just... yeah. Well, you could tell, like, <laughs> probably John Lennon and Yoko have just started taking heroin. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Yoko. A lot of Yoko in there. I've heard that. I, I, I saw this documentary the other day. I It's called Count Me In. It's on Netflix, and it's all about drumming. Uh, oh. It has got people from... Um, uh, Deep Purple. It's got. It talks about Keith Moon, who was in the Who. Uh, it talks about John Bonham, and it, it's a really that is a really cool documentary. That one's much much shorter than nine hours, but I do, I do I do recommend that one. It always it always reminds like that. it always reminds me of how not good at drums I am when I'm watching Keith Moon. Just well, you got to just, just think shit. how long those guys were playing yeah. like before they became famous. Like so probably since they were very small children. To get well, to where just, they are. It's also crazy too, because it's like I didn't even realize. I mean, it makes sense, but it was just like the Beatles broke up, yeah, like in 1970. And they were like still all really young. They were like in their late twenties. And you kind of just don't realize it. You always just think they were like in the Beatles like forever, but really it was like a like a 15 year run. Like they started as teenagers and like ended in the early twenties. So it kind of makes sense that they broke up and they wanted to do their own thing because it's just like you grow up so much from your teenage years and your twenties that you just want to try something else. That's why like John Lennon, like hated talking about the Beatles about like reunions and stuff. He's like, dude, that was a completely different part of my life. I'm not going back to that. That was such a long time ago. So is the new, after people watch this documentary, is the new question going to be, if you had a time machine, would you go back and as a baby, kill Hitler, or would you go back and kill Yoko as a baby? You know, it wasn't really necessarily <laughs> what you get from the documentary. It wasn't Yoko that broke up the Beatles. It was oh. ne- it was more. I think John Lennon was just out. He just didn't want to be in the band anymore, and he just he just wanted to be with Yoko. Like that's how he. It wasn't. So, he, well, I mean, so the question remains. No, I mean, <laughs> he, he was. I would say as big of a part as like I don't. I think it's almost kind of sexist to say it was like to blame it on a woman and stuff like that. It was just he w- wanted just to be with her. Like, see, no, 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 he, I'm not. I'm not blaming it on a no, woman. You're a I'm blaming it on pig. Yoko Ono. Like, no, if no, maybe she, she, pig. it could have been a he. Uh, that person wasn't maybe manipulative and said, you know what, you're not spending enough time with me. Uh, you need to be doing that and uh, do it and quit, or else I'm gonna sing the national anthem and it's going to be awful and then yeah. she did anyway it's no it it i didn't watch the documentary i have heard this from multiple people that this documentary goes to show that it's not yoko's fault yeah <laughs> that i think i think it was more like john lennon and george harrison just wanted out they wanted i don't to do think they thing. wanted me and, yeah. I th- and i think harrison came out with his first solo album not too long after 10 minutes after in the same studio <laughs> Uh, which was a which was a very good album, uh, so it's not it's not Yoko. What I would say is, could you go back in time and kill? Was it Hank? Who who was it who killed John Lennon? Like, oh, oh, like, John uh, Hinckley. Was it was it Hinckley or was that who shot Reagan? I the forget. sheriff. No, no. Uh, I was almost gonna say that exact same joke. <laughs> <laughs> you two, you two, you cuties, you two simple-minded fucks. But, but if, <laughs> but if Lennon wasn't wasn't murdered, then they w- the Beatles would have had a reunion at some point in time. Yeah, and and we could have had more music. What in the mid '90s they came out with that that Blackbird, like the where uh, the dude from ELO Jeff Lynn came in and helped produce 
old tracks of a, an old Beatles song and came out with a bunch of Beatles songs that were never finished, but then were finished in the mid nineties. Yeah. Like, Lennon could have come back and done that. Yeah, I think they would have probably for sure have done like some sort of reunion. Like at, um, I was listening to a podcast. They think like Live Aid for sure probably would have been like one of those events where they would have come together and performed. Right now? Over me? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, just, I mean, come George together. Harrison wasn't murdered. So, <laughs> Wait, what? How did George Harrison die? I forgot. Like cancer. Yeah, um, lung cancer. Was it lung cancer? Something. Yeah, it was what, like two thousand, COVID, like or ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand oh. range. Well, I don't know if was it that. I long thought it was ago? earlier than that. I thought it was later than that. Oh well. Uh, all right, all right. What, what's the uh, what's the over under? Ooh, this is the game. I'm going to say right. under. <laughs> the under. Oh, uh, wait, under what? Years George Harrison died. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Robbie. What year did you say? I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2000. Okay, Matt, you go. I'll go under. Can I just do the under? Yeah, uh-huh. I think 99 or below. Okay, he died November 25th of 2001. Oh damn! Uh, damn. Wait, yeah. November. Oh, he's broken harder from 9/11. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. We're what, having, the, what is we, happening we right now? We have a one track mind right now. <laughs> we are six sons of bitches. It's awful or wonderful. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to watch that. Uh, that document. I really actually wanted to see that. I remember when I saw the um, the trailer for it, I, I saw the trailer like two months ago, and I'm like, Ooh! and I got super pumped. And then now that it's out, I'm just like, oh god, I haven't had any time to just sit down and watch anything I want yet. Also, speaking of documentaries, um, there's like this uh, music box series on HBO. Where they're running um, all these different documentaries right now uh, about different music events. And right now, there one just came out about uh, Kenny G. And oh, it's good. Uh, it's actually really fascinating. Just like because it's it, they interview a lot of people who just like absolutely hate Kenny G, like jazz, <laughs> like jazz, like teachers and. But it's just uh, well, that's why. <laughs> why do they hate him? Uh, because basically he's taken basically the dynamics of jazz out of it. Like jazz is more like all these different instruments kind of communicating with each other. Whereas like when it comes to his form of jazz, his smooth jazz, sure. it's just all about him. It's all about that one instrument. It's all about his saxophone. Well, yeah. I mean, he's like, a, it, it, he's it, like a vocalist with but an instrument. Yeah. You, you just kind of find out more about him and he's just as weird as you think. I was like, I was thinking like going in this documentary was like, Oh, he's actually not like what I expected. It's like, no, he's actually pretty fucking weird. Uh, he's like an insane perfectionist and like it has major OCD. You can tell. He seems uh, like a nice guy though. Is he a nice guy? At least he seems like a really nice guy. He's very, very confident. Um, but he's, but he's also, you can kind of tell like a genius, like he's yeah. whatever he puts his mind to. I mean, he's like a really like, he's probably one of the best like saxophonists in the world. Um, it doesn't really reflect that in his, like in his albums, like he's technically very, very good and can play anything, but his, I would say his music, um, what the, what people were saying was just kind of just nothing. It's like wallpaper. One guy puts it, it's just, it's just there, you know, it's like elevator music. It's mall music. It's just something that's you hear, but you don't really think about it. That makes sense. I mean, if you just have one instrument, unless it's like 
Uh, I was going to say, unless it's guitar, because you can do so much with that with guitar solos, but even still, like you can basically sing songs with a guitar, but I guess kind of a saxophone, but that makes sense. Because when you think saxophone, you think elevator music. And if you're, if that's going to be the focus of music, yeah, I guess it's going to be elevator music. Or sexy sax man. Oh, that guy's amazing. But he's like, he's won like a bunch of, he's also, I didn't know this about him, but he's won a bunch of awards for like um, being a pilot. He's like, he's like, I guess one of the best like technical pilots in the world too. He's won like awards for being, uh, I don't know, technical achievements and landing or something. I don't know. It's really weird. Kenny G. Sullenberger. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Except for he didn't kill any birds. That's why he got the, the Oscar for, yeah the oscar <laughs> and then one more documentary sorry i'm going oh, good. on keep it going <laughs> but there was one about woodstock 99 that i had to turn off because it was just like almost painful to watch seeing like how how gross of a culture it kind of was like 1999 was and oh limp biscuit man yeah limp biscuit kid rock like those days and like it's just really good like the girls gone wild kind of era and it was oh. just just this era where it's like it- I, I wa- forgot. Yeah, I want. I watched that. It's it's an HBO documentary. Yeah, and yeah, that's part of the mu- uh, music box series ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The a couple a couple of different scenes from that. One was DMX when he was performing. Yeah, and that the crowd is all white men basically, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's chanting the he, N word. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Uh, and good. he he says it to them, and they this crowd right of white back. boys say it right back. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very, very strange. And then the other one that I really respected, made me respect them, was Offspring. When Offspring was performing, I didn't... I went through a phase early on in my youth where I loved Offspring when Smash was out, but then Ixnay on the Ombre and all all those albums started coming around, and I was like, no, all the popular kids like Offspring. I don't like Offspring anymore. And so I kind of turned on them. In this documentary there's a point where they're getting real the crowd is getting really uh destructiony they're like they're they're grabbing uh destructive yeah yeah destructiony <laughs> destructiony derbity uh they're grabbing they're grabbing women's boobs right oh, and 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 they stop in the middle of the set and they're like cool it you guys need to you need to cut the shit off yeah. uh and then and then they started playing again and so that made me respect them a little bit and kind of changed my opinion back on them. Like, okay, cool kids. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't know. I don't know why that, that, that changed it. But so I started listening to offspring again, Wish they would have been at that <laughs> Travis Scott concert. Oh, too soon, too soon man. Too Come soon, on. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it would have been great if they were my shout so. outs wrong, but that is too soon. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Well, no, anyway. I'm just saying they would have stopped. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for documentaries. But uh, I definitely recommend the. That's uh, all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's it. Uh, I definitely recommend the Kenny G one because that one is just. It's almost kind of like a comedy documentary, but it's just kind of just so fascinating because I it's a person in music who's like one of the most successful artists out there, but it just knew so little about, and he's a uh, he's a very interesting guy. Cool. I'll be sure to. That's on what HBO. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be sure not to watch that as I don't have that. I did just get Netflix back, so that's good. Uh, so I'll be watching. Uh, I'm really interested in the one Brandon was talking about, the drumming thing. I, I love drumming. I don't have a drum set. 
but I love drumming. So I'll check that out. And I do have Disney Plus, so I'm watching that Beatles one. A A F. Well, I have an extra electronic kit. Next time you come to California, you can take it home. Sweet. See if I can just fit that on the plane. Maybe I want to carry on. Oh, too late. You can have it, Robbie. Whoever whoever gets here first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else we got? (laughs) Uh, All right. Moving on. I wanted to uh, bring up the topic of college athletics. Uh, This week, there were two big major shakeups in the world of college football. Uh, The first move that happened, I believe, was on Monday was the announcement of Lincoln Riley moving on from Oklahoma, heading to the University of Southern California. And then I think it was a day later, it was announced that Brian Kelly uh, of Notre Dame was going to LSU. Um, both these deals were massive. Did you see the numbers for these I didn't deals? No. Uh, Lincoln have- Lincoln yeah. Riley got a hundred and ten million dollars. I think. I think it was like a. I don't know what the years is. But it was 110 million. Jeez. And uh, Brian Kelly was 95 million. Jeez. That's which in, which in Louisiana is 1.7 billion. Yeah, it is. You know, I so so the main topics that have been surrounding this, and I, I don't know a lot about college football, or I should say, I don't know near as much about college football. Um, and the way everything works as much as the NFL. But the main topics of discussion with these two things seem to have been something that's happened several times in the past couple, I want to say decades. I don't know about decades, but quite a while is how much of a major problem it is that these these college coaches leave mid-season or get picked up and recruited by other schools mid-season and and I see both sides. I, I almost see more how it is completely wrong because you are working, depending on how long you've been there. But can I push back a little bit sure. on this? Yeah, go ahead. If you're an athletic director and you know that your coach is going to move on and take another job anyway, wouldn't you want to get him out of there so he's not talking to players that he has then and there? And telling them to transfer over to his next school, wouldn't you just want to get him out of the locker room as soon as possible? Yes and no, because in a lot of cases that that might not be happening because a lot of this stuff, as far as I know, yeah, so many people don't want this to get out. They, you know, schools don't want, or coaches don't want schools to know that they're talking to other schools or that they might be leaving. And especially in a lot of cases, I think more so than anything, and I might be wrong, you might be right here, but um, I, I just think there's more so, more so than not, you have all of these players that have been recruited, been playing under this guy, you know, they, they pushed away, so many other opportunities, so many other colleges and coaches, so they can go to this specific school, uh, school and play under this coach because for whatever it is inspired them. And then they say, oh, peace out, I'm leaving. Just out of absolutely nowhere. It's mm-hmm. like, what? And then and then, if, you're, if the coach didn't talk to you about potentially transferring, 
do you hate them now or do you love them so much that you say, okay, well, I want to follow you. Uh, but you know, they basically just betrayed you and betrayed the school. Um, and also, I don't know, you, uh, just betraying, betraying your contract. And I know that really doesn't mean anything nowadays, it seems, but, uh, I just think there's, but, there's something wrong. I mean, the biggest thing besides coaching in college football is recruiting. And so it, and recruiting from what I've like read and heard from interviews of coaches just takes up all of your time. It's the whole year. It's a year, yeah. it's a year long job. So I just, yeah, I can, I can imagine why they just kind of want to get out there, get out of there as soon as possible, just to start recruiting because you can't plan for your bowl game and while recruiting for another school. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, it, it doesn't matter because both of these guys, well, actually Notre Dame, what they were, they were close to the, what are they ranked? Yeah. They're, they're up there. At, I think, yeah, I think they finished sixth, and they were ranked sixth when um, Brian Kelly took the LSU job. Yeah, and I know there was a big controversy because um, if there's like if they're like head to head with somebody else, and the college football playoff gods or whoever it is had to make a decision, I everybody was saying they're not going with Notre Dame because their head coach left, and there's no like there's no definitive star on on notre dame there's no like uh, there's no one there's no like reggie bush there's no trevor lawrence you know there's a bunch of good players obviously but there's no like superstar college player on that team so with brian kelly who was the biggest name there gone they would have to take a back seat um hypothetically uh if they if it was a down to the wire decision with somebody else um but my the other thing i was going to say is I mean, in defense of these two guys, I knew it was a lot of money. I didn't realize it was that much money. Yeah. And for them to say, hey, Same. come over here. <laughs> if somebody says to me, hey, I'm going to give you $110 million, you should probably come with me. I'm going to be like, um, I guess I should probably go with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's doing what you're already doing at a different school for that amount of money is just bananas. Like that is money I can't even fathom. And it's crazy that so many professional athletes are making that regularly, but then a a college coach, it's a lot of work, but I mean, that's worth it. Yeah. I mean, in college football, like the coaches are the stars. I mean, it's all about recruiting power. That's Mm -hmm. their special powers. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, the contracts, I guess they can, they're able to get out of it. I don't know how that, necessarily works what the difference is between that and nfl coaching contracts i don't get it um i i think it's too much of a big deal i think um i don't know like how you felt about college athletics over the last couple years but i felt like it's just kind of gotten gross i mean with the amount of money that's going into it like and also to players uh i don't know it's just Players, I think, for sure should be making money. But I also think getting a $200,000 free ride scholarship for an education when you know that you're most likely not going to turn pro uh, in what you're doing is somehow not uh, an award of some sort, is not something that's valued, is kind of insane to me. 
Well, yeah, I, I understand what you mean, but I think. But I do, I do like the new rule that they can make money on their own. The what do they call it? PILs or um, personal image and likeness uh, yeah. things like that. I do like that. I always thought it was kind of weird that they couldn't make money uh, outside of that. I think that's the best move that could have been made for now well, because too, there's like, no reason that that well, couldn't shouldn't have happened. Well. And people always talk about like, oh, we should be paying all these college players. But when you look at it, I think Real Sports did it. And it was only like, I think 15 major universities are the only ones that like turn a profit with their uh, college athletic programs. Only only 15? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That seems. And it's like the ones that you expect. It's like Alabama, Oklahoma, Southern Cal, Miami. Hmm. But the rest just like don't turn a profit. That's very surprising. Actually, you know, it's it's crazy because obviously the uh, college, the only college team I keep up with more than any of the other ones are Boise State, as that's what I every so often cover, not too often, but that's that's the big the big game, the big name, I guess, in town. Um, I know that they they funnel in so much money mm-hmm. from the college, like so much, and they still need more. Like yeah. they said, there was something, uh, the athletic di- director just announced the other day. I don't remember how he put it, but basically that they need more boosters to do something to with their football program to boost, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's just the amount of money that goes into college football programs, especially compared to almost any of the other um the other sports unless you go to like a gonzaga or kentucky then you look at basketball there but at the same time you know you don't need you don't need as much with significantly less players you're wearing jerseys not pads um so there's a lot less money that needs to go into that you probably you do travel more but um aside from that the amount of money that football i say when i used to work at yard house we we'd get a lot of um college teams that would come in like especially basketball teams just because we were around so many hotels and it was like it's crazy the amount of money like they're just dropping for like lunches and dinners like oh like asu's basketball team's coming in it's like a 600 tab jeez (laughs) yeah big dudes eat a lot yeah um but back to back to the image and likeness thing i think yes the the best move that they could have done is to say is to say if you can make money off of what you're doing, do it. Yeah, uh, but not through the school. I think that I mean that should have been something that they they were able to do all along. Especially because in so many cases there are so many athletes that don't come from much and don't have money. If they have they have a, a chance finally to to make a little money, you know, maybe for their their family back home or themselves just to like live in a nice or I guess most of them are living uh, together in uh, athlete, athlete dorms or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just to have a little money for the first time and, and do whatever. And also I think that's a good, a good practice. I mean, they're not going to be making as much as, as NFL or I should say professional players, but at the same time, if so many of these guys are getting a little bit of money for the first time, unlike the NFL, you're not just being, handed millions right away and say good luck yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing like you start hearing like the number one recruit you know earned a million dollars like this year because some booster basically just gave gave it to him like hey come to my but 
is that is that something they can do? I thought no, I had but to... you could probably just say like, "Hey, I own a you know car dealership. How about you be the face of it, and I'll pay you a million dollars." We'll shoot. We'll technically shoot three commercials and of you being the face of it. I wonder if there's Ron Tom's Tonkin Toyota. Oh hell yeah! Uh, I wonder if there's limits. I don't know the ins and outs of this this new thing. I think they can make as much as they want. Yeah. Well, good for them then. Ron Tonkin Taunts or whatever you said, Toyota. Ron Tom Tonkin Toyota. It's out in Beaverton here in Oregon. Oh, that's a real thing. If you need a voiceover, I'm here for you. There you go. And Ram Tom Tonkin Toyota. There it is. That's where you are. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, well, whatever. You know, I think that's fine. That's fine, you know, because they're they're going to be making multiple millions eventually. If they make a million, just, you know, uh, you're still under strict rules as a college player. You're still under strict rules. If you get a little money and you do something stupid and you're off the team, Granted, you'll probably just be picked up by another college, but then you'll have to wait a year because your eligibility ends for that season if you do something stupid to get kicked off. But they, so, they changed the uh, transfer rules, didn't they? They changed the transfer rules, as far as I know, for uh, for COVID. COVID. Yeah, okay. they gave all college athletes another year of eligibility, yeah. um, and I think yeah, it was that's... even more than that if they chose to opt out of the season. That's what I was, yeah, I remember seeing an article about how this year's college basketball season is going to be one of the most interesting because you're going to see a lot of fifth-year seniors on the team. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's, if anything, if if these athletes played their cards right and did what they should be doing, there can be some monsters coming out in every sport because if you get an extra year to not only mature mentally and physically, uh, just uh, like in football, an extra year to just lift nonstop for a year and and practice and get enormous and and get more in line with your teammates. Jeez, and get laid even more. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. stamina. So, um, yeah, that could be a good thing. But anyway, I, I think uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think what they're doing is fine. One one thing though that I do that I think is a hard one that they're not doing uh, colleges because they can't make money from the college aside from um, scholarships, obviously, but you still have colleges like say, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, what was he? Who's number? I don't remember what if say he's number seven in college, they will sell the heck out of seven Clemson jerseys. jerseys yeah. And he gets nothing for that. Right. And that is his, his likeness, mm-hmm. basically. But I think, as far as I know, I don't think they put his name on it. I think they yeah. can just put his number. So that's yeah. how they get away with that. Yeah. So never mind. Anyway, I hope they all own Tom Tonkin Toyota. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Moving on. Next <laughs> subject. What do we want to discuss first? Armageddon or... What was our other subject? I don't know. Brandon, up to you. What do you want to do? Brandon. Oh, yeah. You bring me back. Bring me back in right in the middle of me reading about uh, Batman. Um, oh. Yeah. What do we, let, let, we could talk about the asteroids real, real, real quick. Did you know Batman? Batman's name is Bruce Wayne. That's what? His, what? Yeah. Oh, his, my uh, God. You just. Alter, you. It's Alter Ego. It's Alter Ego. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's superheroes. They don't give away their 
their secret identity because they don't want their loved ones to get hurt. Spider-Man, does, none. he doesn't want to Peter give his, away his identity as Peter Parker because he doesn't want Aunt May or Mary Jane to, to get hurt, right? Batman, Bruce Wayne, he has nobody. He has Alfred, right? Yeah. And Alfred's on his last legs anyway for the last pretty old. 70 yeah. years of comic but history. I feel like in each movie, Alfred is being cast as younger. Like now the next Alfred is Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah. yeah He's got to be like in his Serkis 40s. He played Gollum in play Gollum. Lord of the Rings. He also directed Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Is he English? He, yeah, he mo-capped uh, King Kong, I think, for Peter Jackson. Yeah, he's a big mo-cap guy. Yep. He was uh, part of the Marvel Universe. As, oh, Andy Serkis. One arm, one arm Willie. Yeah. Oh, the claw. Okay. He, he did, he did also mo-cap. Also known as the claw. <laughs> was he, in, uh... he did mo-cap for uh, Planet of the Apes, the, the new ones. War... Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, etc. Was he, uh, he won an Oscar for it? I believe. Was the mocap for um, <laughs> Henry Cavill's upper lip we basically... in Justice League <laughs> when he had a mustache? <laughs> yeah. uh, we basically named everything already, Matt. If you don't know what he's in by now, you well, every time never, I was going to say, never, was never. he in? And then you'd name name that. So. <laughs> So good job. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, Armageddon in, in real life, kind of a SpaceX in association with NASA last week, they launched a few, they, they launched a SpaceX rocket out of Vandenberg, I believe, or, or it may have been Cape Canaveral. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But the whole intent of it, it's the DART mission, which stands for dual asteroid redirection test topic. Oh, <laughs> uh, had the had this whole intention of launching this rocket and then it's splitting off meeting a rick rocket out or a, an asteroid out in space and then redirecting it just to see if we're ever in we're forever threatened by a rocket if we can protect ourselves that's it god damn yeah asteroid rocket whatever <laughs> protect earth protect sure. earth don't let the ships uh go topsy-turvy Come down on me yeah side adventure <laughs> okay anyways so that that happened. What do you guys think about? It? Do you do you think do you do you think that's cool? What do you think about this whole? Wait, test? really, really quick. Um, Mine it for oil first. <laughs> that's what I think. So just and just to clarify too, if, for those of you who don't know anything about this, or this is the first you're hearing about this, there is not an asteroid heading towards Earth. Just to throw that out there, this is an asteroid that uh, is. Is several is in it hundred? Oh, wait, what you're stopping me as well, if it could be. There's a there's a ninety nine percent chance that it does not hit Earth, which well, means that's most asteroids. Which means that there's a percent where it is headed towards Earth. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> what if we like knocked it too? <laughs> yeah, that's what is I was possible? thinking. <laughs> is it, it possible is. that we could dart it <laughs> to us? <laughs> Elon, uh oh. It is very, it is very, very possible. It's it's possible for it to divert into another planet or another a- asteroid, or uh, and then kind of like ping pong ricochet until eventually it's like no, that ninety nine percent. No, it's a pretty definitive ninety nine. It is going to hit us. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Uh, it's gonna wait. Um. Well, I I think. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Continue on, but this, but it's not going to hit it for in it a couple years 
yeah it's gonna take it's, it's gonna take some time to reach the asteroid itself um, hmm. I, I don't know the the exact timelines for it but but i do know why don't they just wait for the asteroid to almost hit us and then yeah. dart it <laughs> seems like a lot less fuel boring boring space travel is super interesting in the the dynamics of how a rocket is launched and how it's all planned because of orbiting and gravity with the other planets and uh how everything is orbiting the sun and the solar system it's amazing the amount of brain power that goes into it's all fake brandon earth is flat (laughs) you're it's not that fucking hard you just go up you just, just go up towards that <laughs> north. Like, there's no, no fucking that's, orbit. There's none of that. It's yeah. just what we see in the sky. That's it. <laughs> well, I can't argue that because I I had my worldview, and it's been it's been shattered by what you just pointed out to me right now. Thank you. Which someone had to tell you flat Earth theory. I may not believe in it, but it's I'll be damned if it's not interesting to listen to and to and to watch. I just saw a video of uh I don't know if it was real or not, but it was these flat earthers. Uh basically it was like this woman, she's like, I'm from Maine. I'm uh I'm a lobster fisherman, and my uncle, he went three miles offshore and we never saw him again. <laughs> and I think he fell off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all right I these are her. the type of people we're dealing with patriots fans god exactly <laughs> just the worst fuck you tom brady but i love you tom yeah tom brady can throw that ball all the way to the end of the earth <laughs> which isn't very far harvard yard dora the explorer um <laughs> so so uh i think this is this is good. I'm glad that we're planning for this because it is a real possibility that this does happen. Probably not in our lifetimes, um, but especially with how I eat. But um, I think it's a it's a very real possibility. In I mean, who knows when it could happen at any time? Should we just let it? If it's our time, it's our time. It's our time. Just let it happen. I mean, we're gonna kill ourselves anyway not like literally we're gonna commit suicide but like we as a people are gonna destroy oh, ourselves yeah. at I mean, some point is, isn't this mission like the fda testing a new vaccine isn't 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 launching this mission essentially Uh-oh. wearing a mask for the planet <laughs> what's it really gonna do you know we'll find out in a few years this is gonna be another variant variant. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the Omicron meteor that's just going to, we can't stop it. We can't stop it. It's going to happen. There's no way a paper mask is going to stop a meteor from preventing me getting COVID. But an N95. (laughs) Uh, I I think it's good. I mean, you know what? If one's coming, it'd be be great to at least try. (laughs) You know, why not? You know, just fire everything at it. Send, send up, uh, you know, The Rock, he's going up. Oh, no. Michael Strahan's going up soon. Wait, didn't The Rock go up? No, he didn't. He's no, too big. No. He doesn't fit in there. But yeah, speaking- Michael Strahan is much smaller. <laughs> yeah. He's taller, but uh, yeah, but uh, not much. But he has a uh, huge gap in his teeth, and that makes less weight. No, he got volume that fixed. Of teeth. He got that thing fixed. I think he just made the gap smaller. Oh. 
Maybe maybe just, just as big. Maybe he just put like caulking in between. Maybe a meteor hit it. <laughs> yeah. a tiny meteor. And that's why we're doing this mission. <laughs> to avoid that to others. Um so this this NASA SpaceX mission isn't the only mission that is attempting something like that. I, I read recently that there's a another company that is going to try to launch a rocket. This time, like the, this NASA mission is it's going to get there, and then two different rockets are going to try to knock it off course. And then Michael Strahan's going to push it out the window. Yep, and basically yep. a little shove. <laughs> uh, side note. Speaking of documentaries, there is going to be like an hour long. Oh God, <laughs> William Shatner documentary about him going up into space. I think on maybe Disney Plus or maybe Hulu. So check it out, is Robbie. It, is it going to show uh, Jeff Bezos at the end of the mission when uh, Shatner starts talking about uh, how much it means to him? Jeff Bezos suddenly talks to somebody else and ignores him in the rudest display of anything ever. <laughs> and is George Takai going to comment like, oh my. oh my, he looks very fat in his suit. Oh my, <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> William, what are you doing? <laughs> William. William, don't be hanging out with billionaires. Oh, gross. Anyway, I'm with I'm with Robbie. Let it all burn, you know. Yeah, thank you. That's why we should do nothing about global warming. We'll be dead. Super volcano is going to erupt anyway. Yeah, it's. We'll we'll be dead. Our kids' kids will be dead. What does it matter? Thank you, (laughs) thank you. I probably wouldn't even care at all if I didn't have a kid at this point, because. She'll, she sh- she'll be dead too. Look, you don't have to rude. She she has to die eventually. No, she does not. Shut up. I know. I know. My kid's gonna die. She just got here. It's true. <laughs> she just, you don't know that. My kid's in the other room. He could be dead right now. I have no idea. I've not heard a peep. Daddy, yeah. I'm on the bath. I'm on the toilet. Daddy, my butt needs to be wiped. I have intestines out of my butt. <laughs> It's not going well. Okay. Uh, well, that was a good talk. Yeah, none, none good of that's talk. happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good luck darting that. Hope it. Hope it moves. Hope you're We're out of to... story. We're out of uh, yeah. topic time. I think. Yeah, we um, are. Wait, you guys... What was the other topic? What was it? We just have quick thoughts. Quick thoughts on. Yeah, us have quick thoughts on something. Oh, sure. it's always Let's sunny. Became oh, it's always sunny. Yeah. Oh, what I want to say, yeah. So it's it's always sunny. Is what now the longest running sitcom? Correct. Live action sitcom. Now, does that count just as far as seasons go, or is or just in general time? Yeah, because they take like two years between each season, and I'm wondering oh, if that's why. What a ripoff. No, I, I, oh, then no, I can't be then. No, I don't think it's based off of time because there was a series, uh, a British series back in the day. I forget what it's called, but. It, it ran for like 32 seasons, but they have much shorter seasons. It was, or maybe not 32 seasons, like 32 years, but they had much shorter seasons. It's Always Sunny well, has It's Always Sunny is, yeah, but it also has like only 10 episodes like a season too. Look, it's look, not very many. I'm just telling you what I'm the just Academy saying it shouldn't said. count, all right? They take years off. I think, I just don't think it's right. Because what at Curb technically, I mean, Curb has been on the air forever. But Curb also like takes three years off at a time. That's is that's that true. still on? Yeah, the new season. Oh, wow. I'm actually as soon as I we get off this uh, podcast, I'm going to watch a new episode tonight. 
one of my favorite sitcoms. Very funny. I do enjoy watching uh, those videos people make where something terrible happens to like everyday people in a home video, and then they play that that theme. That's wonderful. Uh, All right. Quick Should thoughts. we play? Should oh, yeah. Quick, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the longest running. It's a great show. Uh, my favorite. Ep- oh, I haven't seen it in years, though. But my favorite episode of It's Always Sunny was uh, the one where Charlie writes the play with oh, Dayman. Nightman. Oh, Dayman. Yeah, Dayman. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's such a funny episode, just all around. And a good song, too. Yeah. I think that episode, and then when Charlie and. Uh, Mac try to fake their death. I think it's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> like Mac thinks he's going to jump out of the car <laughs> before the car smashes and he just stays in the car. <laughs> and then Charlie, Charlie trying to leave uh, dental records. So he like tries to pull out his teeth and it comes out way easier than expected. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen pretty much all of the uh, outtakes though. I'll sit on YouTube and watch. Watch the bloopers. I I love. Oh, sorry, sorry, Matt. Sorry, I'm, I'm I was, I, I, no, it's alright. I was just I was gonna say I love that how Dennis has become more and more of a sociopath kind of murderer over the years. I love Dennis. Dennis this, is probably my favorite character by far. It's the implication. It's the are implication. You, are you gonna Are you gonna murder these women? Like, no, no, I'm not gonna murder them. It's the implication. It's the implication. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt these women, Dennis. Uh great great show great show it uh mash was my mash was longer by the way but that was not like a comedy it was still yeah, like it's a, a comedy sit cam sit cam anyways game time boyos um, we started this i should have i should have gone the documentary route but instead i went with the music piece so i went with top 25 musical entertainers for you today if you're if you're okay with that if if both of you, musical entertainer like music like artists yeah, yeah artists entertainers what do you what do you want to what do you want to call them oh, are you the like solo entertainers like uh yeah oh, okay. there's a couple non-solo entertainers on here sure yeah, yeah wait but, like bands wait what yeah the game is a top 25 based trivia game the rules are simple Random top 25 category. In this case, the top 25 musical entertainers. That's what the title of the website says. I don't understand. Like, you still... get five guesses. <laughs> you alternate turns. Can you give us like number 25 so that we can have an 26. example. Well, he 20... said it's top 25. It's oh, the... yeah. I didn't get. Well, let me. I will open up. I will open up this list for top 26 just to give you an example. Okay. Just Do so you, I, I don't. That's no, that's a that's an you Amazon. Said, yeah, it's solo artist, but there's also some other things like groups. Wait, what? <laughs> there's musical acts that involve so it's not, more than one. So it's not so it's not solo. It is for the most part, yeah. But what? <laughs> what the hell? I, I I didn't make the list, man. I didn't make the. I'm just telling you. Look, you just fucking guess, and if you get them right, you get them right. You get the points. Okay. So do you just mean like? Artists or oh, Matt's already complaining that he's losing. Yeah, he's, yeah. Already, he's already complaining that he's losing. All right, losing. Matt, uh, Robbie, you get to go first. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, I, I've had enough of this. Uh, enough of this arguing. Uh, I'm actually fine with this because I don't know which way this is going. Yeah, I'm. I'm still a little bit confused on the premise, but I'm just going to go with the King of Pop himself. Michael Jackson is number Michael. one. 
Congratulations, Thank Robbie. Damn it. Thank you. You did it. You get six points for that. The hell? All right. Now, Matt, you guess blindly because that's what the whole purpose of the game is. I don't know if this is supposed to be it. All right. Um, Blind Melon. Blind Melon. <laughs> Blind Melon. That was about Humbadink. Um, let's go with uh, Elton John. Elton John. Thank you for get. That's a good. That is a good guess. Elton John is not on this list. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. What the hell? All right, Robbie, back over to you. <laughs> uh, Elvis Presley. All right, you got Elvis. He is number three on this list. <laughs> uh, taking your total to eleven points. Matt, back to you. This is this is good. This is good quick. It's going too fast. Um. Uh. Uh. Good, Robbie. Thank you. Uh, share. That's not a bad list. I that don't is, think that's a bad that, guess. No, that's not a bad. Not, not on a this ba- list. No, it is on this list. Yeah. Share is number 15, giving you three points. Ooh, to Robbie's man. 11. Robbie, back to you. I'm trying to think like, because you're saying entertainers. So I'm thinking like people who also like did like a lot of Vegas kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, lean towards musical. Still like yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, no, I was going to say like Siegfried and Roy. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to go. <laughs> let's go. And then tell her. Hear them sing. Yeah. Let's go Britney Spears. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Damn okay. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent, excellent oh. guess. Well, maybe not excellent, but she is on this list. She is number 19. Okay. For, okay. for two points. All 17 right. points overall. Matt, back what? to you. Jeez. Uh, wait, let's no. go with. Wait. What did I have? 13? Wait, what's 17 points? He yeah, gets three oh, things. No, no, no sorry. No, yeah, no, he's not six, 17. Six Jeez. points, five points, and then two points. So my, my points. score my score counter got all jacked up for a second. Has this been happening in every show and I've won a lot? No, Matt, your guesses have just been awful. I know no. that, but Robbie's had, had actually less points than he should have. <laughs> uh, but he still won uh, overall. Okay. Doubtful. Uh let's go with uh what's his nickname? Old Blue Eyes. Frank, is that Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra. Is he old blue eyes or is that Dean Dean Martin? Doesn't matter. Uh, Sinatra is on here. Where is? Oh, that's bad that you have to search. Oh, no, he he is on. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, He is number 18. What? Yep. I mean, he's been dead a long time. I mean, so is Michael Jackson. I mean, 2000, like what? Seven. Wait, when did Frank Sinatra die? Like ninety-eight. Oh. Over under. Uh, <laughs> shout out. I'm gonna go Madonna, the oh. queen of pop. The the queen of queen of pop. Madonna. Hey, you're doing you're doing pretty good at this. Oh my god, Robbie. Madonna is number four. Fuck take, yeah, I won. Take, <laughs> taking your total to 18 points. Matt, this isn't insurmountable. I would have to have negative Just guesses kidding. at this point. <laughs> Matt, uh, continue. You got, you got thir- two more guesses. You already guessed Siegfried and Roy, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, who else sang? Who else sang? Oh God! I think we How said about... them all. I think we said them all. <laughs> can I? Can I say the? No. Yeah, you can say your guess. I will. I will give you that if you say I mean, what you're guessing. This, okay, I want to say the Beatles, but then I think that's not gonna. 
count because that's not I don't they are number name. 14 yeah there the you go. Beatles yeah oh it's because there's God. it's because it was diluted and there's more than one of them so I'm gonna go with a similar guess, uh, and I'm gonna go with the Rolling Stones. Oh, unfortunately, that is the one guess that you have struck out on. Yeah. No, it isn't. It isn't. The Rolling Stones are not on here. That was your final guess, Robbie. Wow, you really blew it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Your final guess for us. Uh... Abba. Abba is is your guess. Abba Zabba. Okay. <laughs> Abba is not on there. Abba's is not God. on there at all. I said Abba Zabba. Congratulations, Robbie. You won 18 points to eight. Oh my God. Let's yeah. let's take a look at this. The rest of the top ten. We have Beyonce at number two. We really? have uh... we have Prince at number at number five. Mm. James Brown. Oh, I was going to say James Brown. Tina Turner. I was not going to say Tina Turner. Janet Jackson. I was not going to say Janet Jackson. Queen. Janet Jackson's in the top 10? Yeah, on this, it's a dumb list. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Queen. Drew Brees. This, this <laughs> list is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Jackie Avancho, who I have no idea who that That's is. That's not even a real person, so this okay. isn't. No. Uh, Freddie Mercury at number 11. J-Lo. Wait, wait, didn't you say Queen? Yes, I did. It says Freddie Mercury. It's separate. I, I told you the list is. He is, doesn't. Is he didn't do a solo career. He did. He did. Yeah, he got AIDS and he died. That was his solo act. It's <laughs> <laughs> a one act it, show. It, yeah, it's like that Looney Tunes cartoon where he's like, I can, I like, I can only do this act once, <laughs> where he makes himself what explode. A, what a comparison. <laughs> where, uh, where he made himself explode. <laughs> David Bowie, Shakira, Lady Gaga, Pink Floyd, Robbie Williams. Uh, oh, Jerry, Williams, Jerry, Williams. Jerry Hollowell, great. KS Chithra. Jerry Hollowell, that's one of the Spice Girls. Yeah, Judy mm-hmm. Garland. Oh, Judy Garland's great. Yep. There you go. There you go. That was your top 25 musical entertainers list as provided by thetop10s.com slash greatest dash musical dash entertainers. Slash fake slash incorrect. Speaking of Judy Garland, is Liza Minnelli dead? I can't remember. Did no. she die or no. is she still alive? No, she's still alive, I think. She's still alive? Okay. Yeah. We should yeah. like have a should have a game Who's dead alive? or not. Yeah. <laughs> Who's alive? Like you say a random celebrity and we George try to guess Burns. if they're if they've died or not. Okay. Yeah. Next next week I right will now. Come, I will come up with a dead <laughs> dead or not. <laughs> dead or not. Dead or not dot com. <laughs> it's like hot or not, or but much more morbid. Yeah, much and you and, and you rank them from one to dead. One to dead, mostly dead. <laughs> Keith Richards seven. He's seven out of ten dead. <laughs> On the way. <laughs> Soon, oh God, this is awful. Well, congrats, Robbie. I forgot to win again. Oh, you forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I could tell you were going to lose by your. The many questions you had. Yeah, I didn't really understand because so because I don't you, know what entertainment is. So I don't understand. You you heard the What's way it was music put, entertainment. Wait 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 wait. Are you are you sure you're not talking about like musical <laughs> theory? It was art. Like, what was it? Enter, entertainment the, artists. Your favorite musical teachers from high asked, school. I asked, is it solo artists? And you said yes, but it could be more than one. <laughs> And and was I wrong? 
Yes, you shouldn't have said the Beatles. It was it was so it was so necessarily it was solo artists, but it could be more than one artist. So it should have been Beatles, yes, the Queen, and it could be and Pink Floyd bands or groups. I wasn't I wasn't wrong anywhere in the description. I just don't believe Backstreet Boys wasn't on there. If you if you lose every week, Matt, you asking more questions isn't going to make you win more. It's just not going to do it. One day it will. (laughs) Backstreet's back, all right? All right. Well, thanks for having me. I can't wait to make you lose again next week on Rounding the Bases Quizia time. Quizia. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm Barnyard Cruz at Twitter. Bye. Bye. Uh, I am Robert Askew. You can find me on Twitter at SmartAskew27. Oh, no. And (laughs) RobAskew29 on Instagram. Boom. I'm I'm Matt Sizemore. Just find me on Twitter. Soup or Sizemore. Just go there. That's all. Go yeah. there. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to episode 34. We will be back. We are setting the schedule. I am sorry about last week, even though you sons of bitches recorded without me. It's fine. It's great I show. Didn't, I didn't even listen. <laughs> I didn't wow. fucking listen. I want to listen, but I just haven't. more interesting than kenny g what can i say it's impossible yeah (laughs) all right well uh thank you again and we will see you all next week bye-bye we love you goodbye